on? What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 20 Hours From Home Podcast. It is I, your host, Dave, a.k.a. King Dave, a.k.a. Westside King, a.k.a. Wavy, a.k.a. Wholesome Dave, a.k.a. Uncle Dave. There we go. Um, and yeah, as always, with me is my wonderful co-host, Khadijah. Hello everyone, I'm Khadija, aka Sugar Ray K, aka Dido's, aka Azucar, um, aka Low Pistol, Tuck It and Cock It, baby, um, Untuck It and Cock It, baby, um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, 20 hours from home. How are you today, David? I'm good, you know, um... It's been a it's been a nice little nice little weekend. It's been cool. How about you? How are you? I'm doing well. Loving life. You know. That's what's good. How it be. I went coffee mm-hmm. shop hopping this morning or this day before this. I went to four different coffee shops. What is the reason? So, um, it wasn't the plan. That wasn't the plan, but that's how it ended up. So, I went to this one coffee shop because it was like a black-owned coffee shop. I was like, okay, I want to get some work done today. Um, let me go out and do it. I mean, (laughs) I took my laptop somewhere and I just wanted to bang out some things. Um, so yeah, I did that, but then the first place I went to, the black owned place, um, it was too small inside, and I don't really like sitting inside anyways, but outside there was too many people, so, but the food was good there, um, they were my top choice in terms of food. Then, <laughs> but the, their chai tea latte, it was too sweet, I didn't like that. Um, I'm already a person who believes that sugar don't go in tea, so, and chai tea lattes are very spice heavy, so you get the sweetness from the spices. Um, yeah, and also I had to pay for parking there, so I wasn't really about to stay there to where I would have to pay for parking. Um... So yeah, I then I went to somewhere else. I found somewhere on the internet, and it was like a really cool spot because it was like a book. I don't know. It was like it was in like a studio. They did like photography and shit there, um, mm-hmm. but it was like a different setup. And then it had like a I don't know how to describe it, but it was very cool, and um, the train tracks behind it. But it was kind of like dark and dingy um, because it was kind of like a old like library. Like, that was the feel of it. But they didn't really have any um, snacks there. And it was too dark. And because it doesn't get a lot of air, it's only, like, it's very small. And there's a lot of books. And it's dark, so it doesn't get a lot of air. Um, yeah, I couldn't stay there. My nose is itching. So then I went to another place, but I didn't stay there long because they didn't have any outlets. And then I went to the last place. And I stayed there for the longest. 
Wow. I told that story for no reason. That was the most boring story <laughs> I've ever heard. I've ever told. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, like, but that was a <laughs> that was a that was an adventure. That was an adventure. And then I invited my mom to come to the coffee shop with me. Um, towards the end, after I finished my work, so. Yeah, so then it ended on a nice note. Nice. Turned into a, you know, mother-daughter date. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. Let's let's just get into this. <laughs> let's just get right into that. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, because you have to sit through that. And um, I, there was many times where I wanted to give up. <laughs> but I was like, I'm already in the middle of this story. I think I have to tell it. Um, but yeah. So sips and songs. What do you sip on, and what are your songs for the week, David? Uh, I am sipping on um, some some nice little red wine. Uh, it is 19 Crimes Snoop Dogg. His his wine, or whatever. It's cool. It's probably my third time having it um so yeah my songs are on one by joyce rice featuring freddie gibbs um she just put out an album on friday i think and it's pretty fire i like it um triple s by ynj and louis ray um you're welcome for putting that on the playlist you guys you're gonna enjoy it um, hmm. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny by uh, Silo Nozera. Never heard of that guy before, but that song I heard it and it's been stuck in my head. Um, Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Gibeon. I like this nice little spring summer vibe. And then Jaguar by Victoria Monet. She had her live performance, and ever since the live performance, the song's been back in my head. After mm-hmm. listening to the album Jaguar, the song Jaguar was always my favorite song on that album. So, yeah, I was happy she did a live performance. It was pretty lit. Yes. That song has also been on repeat for me as well. Um, the only thing I would have to say about it is that Siri doesn't recognize the song as its own it recognizes the whole album so i'm i tell her to play jaguar she plays moment as that's the first song on the album and it's very um it i have to deep sigh for it because now i have to go in and i i'm doing your job for you Siri's not that great of an assistant, but anyway, Jaguar, you know, she was doing it. She was cute. I liked that that outfit she had on the green. It was very green and emerald. It's giving Wizard of Oz Emerald City in the jungle. She did that. And her little choreography. Right, the choreography and the vocals were still there. And the Jaguar endorsement had to yeah it's like they would have been stupid not to 
of course you got to partner up with mm-hmm. Victoria Monet. So yeah, shout out to her. Um, All right, what are you sipping on, and what are your songs for the week? Or I I get confused myself with this two week thing. Um, your songs for sips and songs. Okay. Um, I am sipping on this rosé, also 19 Crimes. Um, I don't know who's on the cover. It just says Revolutionary Rosé, so I'm guessing it was someone from the Revolutionary Times. Um, and then I'm also sipping on some water, because we gotta stay hydrated. Gotta stay flat. Alright, so, um... (laughs) My songs, it starts off with Body Language by Kali Uchis. And I've put this in order from, like, the best way to listen to it. Um, Body Language by Kali Uchis. Woman by Now featuring Leanne Lahavas. Mango. Yeah, I've never heard of her before this song. Um, so I'll listen to her some more. Um, Mango by Kamal featuring Adeline and Masego. This is a remix. Um, Kamal does great music. Masego does great music. Adeline, never heard of you, but you do well on this song. So, um, yeah. And then Dreams, Fantasies, and Fairy Tales by ASAP Ferg featuring Brent Fayez. Um, that is a nice little vibe. Like, that's a, that's a, ooh, I can't wait to, ooh, ooh. Um, that is a nice little lover's summer vibe. Um, and then Sweet Life by Frank Ocean. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for you guys to listen to that so you can catch a nice little vibe for the summer. Um, for the spring, you know, it's spring, it's a new time, it's a new year. You know, the new, the calendar new year really doesn't mean anything. No. Because you have your birthday, you have spring, like, you have the moon, you have the, the astrological new year. Which just passed because it's airy season now. So yeah, it um, it's cool. You can celebrate a new year whenever you want. You don't have to wait until January. Period. I've celebrated a couple new years. So far. Yeah. Okay. So. At the end of January, well, February, I was like, hey, Happy New Year. It's Black History Month. January was just practice. Period. And then when March came, I was like, all right, um, Happy Black History Month again and Women's History Month because every month is going to be Black History Month this year. Um, and I was like, eh, fuck it. Happy New Year, too. First two months, more practice. Um. And then, do you have any other plans for New Year's other than your birthday that's coming up? Um, 
Not really, you know. Um, just another Black History Month. Mm. But um, nah, I'm just gonna you know continue. I'll, I'll say my real New Year really was like March first. It's March, so we'll just continue. I've made some progress and some growth and whatnot. So okay, I'll just keep on that path. Cute, cute, cute. Faux show. I'm dying. Like, my allergies out of nowhere just started acting crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> what do you have going on? What's, uh... What's going on in the world? Um, so really all I got for the gossip shit is like fucking Quavo and Sweetie, but I don't really care about them enough to really talk about it in depth. But um allegedly he cheated on her and so she chucked the deuces on his bitch ass. And um Yeah. And then he took her he took her car back. Him. Even though it was in, even though it was in his name, and it was a lease, so, but he she could have kept it for the the length of the lease. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but yeah. In general, taking back gifts is always super lame. Yeah, it's trash. If they give it back, that's one thing. Right. You give me a gift back. Even then, if you give me a gift, I'm back, not gonna I'm want gonna it. refuse it. Yeah. I'm gonna refuse it and be like, no, nah, I gave it I... to you, it's yours. If you still force it on me, fine, I'll take it. But like, you know, I'm not gonna take the gift back willingly, mm. like first strong. Oh yeah, give me that back. Like, no. Nah. You know. And I'm also and I'm never gonna take a gift back. Um There's been times where like I've gotten a gift for somebody and Let's say I had to order it, mm. and I ordered it when things were good, and then shit fell apart, and then I got it, and I still gave it to him. So I'm like, what am I going to do with it? I got it for you. So here. Return it. Accept it if you want. <laughs> yeah, return it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could return it or whatever, but I felt like. The sentiment was still I got good. it. So. Yeah. Okay, I fucks with it. Um. Yeah, so, sure. Quavo and Sweetie are broken up. What a what a disaster. I guess that's what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it's, kind of, it's kind of a full circle, full circle moment. Is it? You know, because, yeah, because we had an episode entitled, um, um, you so icy. Oh, I'm a glacier boy. That is which true. Which is how they began. That is true. And now here we are, at the end of their of their relationship. Maybe if it's the real end. Hey, she she said take care. So that's usually the end. That don't mean shit. <laughs> that does not mean shit. I just hope she's not fully like um, Cardi. Hey, Car- Cardi is happy. Of course she is, because she's fully. You can't. <laughs> when you're a fool, your your ha- your default 
setting is happy. <laughs> it's when you actually have intellect is when you start to get sad because you realize the state of the world is not right. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. But, um, you know, I don't mean that. Buckley's, I love you from afar. Like, I love what you have done and what you do. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little precursor to, to Clavo and, and Sweetie. Well, we didn't know that they were already broken up, but she was on that, that podcast with um, Justin L.A. Boy. I, I actually never knew that was a real person. I thought it was just like some meme page on Instagram that just posts a bunch of random shit that everybody keeps retweeting. And then I didn't know he was like a real guy and he has a podcast and Sweetie was on there with uh, Justin Combs, who she apparently used to date. And they were talking about if you're, if you're they're asking her if your man does everything right um, would you reward him with the threesome? And then her response was, she'll let him pick the nigga that they have a threesome with. Iconic. And, For real. Yeah, and then the timeline went crazy. It was the start of, well, not really the start, because men and women are always going at each other on, on Twitter. But it just kind of brought it back up, and then the whole day, people were just talking about threesomes and the difference between a threesome and running a train and and women were outing guys for bad sex and it was just a mess are people not tired of the same old shit (laughs) tired of the age old question of what's a threesome versus a train like please give it up (laughs) give it up it doesn't matter what it's called as long as y'all are treating people with respect within it. And yeah. But, yeah. you know, um, shout out to her because that's for sure. You know, get your homeboy. <laughs> See, with that, why has it got to be the homeboy? Like, cause now it's like, why you been looking at my man? Like, Your man's been looking at me, sweetie. That's really what it is. <laughs> Your man's been looking at me. Um, wow. But you know, it all depends. Like, that's why I feel like if you are someone who feels like you cannot be with one person, you need to find someone who is willing to be polygamous with you. There's people out there. Yeah, for sure. There's people out there that are willing to be polygamous with you, who are willing to have sex with other women with you, if that's what you want. You don't have to be this whole sneaking, cheating, all of this. Like, you're doing too much for what? You can still get what you want either way and just be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't 
understand why uh, this like continues to happen with celebrities in particular. Um, and also, I understand why we all care so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, for it to be talked about as much as it is, even right now, mm-hmm. um, it's like, so what? These are just regular people. They do regular shit. And just like everybody else, you know. But in general, there are men out there who aren't of celebrity status, who are just regular, regular people who believe that they should just live life how, you know, how they see fit without the regard to other people's feelings. Mm It's narcissism, baby. Nice little shine on that one. Um. <laughs> okay. So, what else do you have to talk about? What you want to um, so, say? So apparently, the NCAA hates uh, hates women. Um. So right now it's uh, March Madness. Uh, their college basketball tournaments going on for both men and women, um, as it goes with most sports, um, the men are always the more popular, more widely supported um, sports. So the men's basketball tournament, um, most more people watch, uh, more people are you know, invested in those games, they bet on the brackets, all that stuff. Um, then they do the women's tournament. But I feel like it's still NCAA's responsibility to um, give the women athletes they should be treated fairly because it's not it's not on them that everyone else out there doesn't support or doesn't watch. Um, they just come to school. They have a scholarship to go to school just like the men do. They play ball just like they do. Um, they work hard at their craft just like the men do. So why is no reason, no excuse for the NCAA as an organization to be treating them unfairly and differently? So uh, one of the uh, players for Oregon's women's team, um, she recorded a video showing um, the women's weight room that the NCAA set up and prepared for them in their bubble. The whole tournament is taking place in Indiana right now. Um, So everyone is in the same vicinity. And the women's weight room is just, was like some tiny room with like these tiny little dumbbells and that was it. The men's weight room was like this huge like banquet hall and it had all the imaginable like workout equipment you could think of, like fully stocked. Then they showed, um, she was showing the men's food menu and the food spread. They had tons of food, mm-hmm. bunch of different options versus the women, and they just have these little carryout plates with, you know, dry ass looking steak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that a lot of players um, 
were posting their videos and showing the differences between how men are being treated and how uh, versus how women are being treated. And a lot of people, you know, were showing support. A lot of professional athletes um, showing their support. And the whole thing is just, it's just utterly ridiculous. It makes no sense to me. And my question is, it's like, how many other instances does this happen with the double with the NCAA? Um, like, do they? I know, like right now, it's kind of different because they're having the tournament in one place. Um, but like, have they always been treating women, you know, less than and not giving them the same? Uh, resources and the same funding as men. Well, of the funding, I'm sure have. they haven't been given them that. Of course they haven't been. They barely want to play their male players for bringing in all these profits. <laughs> like No, they don't want to pay. They don't pay, yeah, they don't want to pay either of them. They don't want to pay them for the stuff that they do. They don't want to pay to make sure that the women have good, decent food and decent workout equipment. It, it's... It's a pattern. Yeah, they don't give a yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, my thing is like, could this this could could have been done every year? Like someone, is it just that now that someone exposed it? It's like, hey, what took somebody like so long to expose it? Mm. If it's something that continuously happens, and then B. Everything they do after this seems super fake now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. Well, that's yeah, what the they did. The only reason you did that is because you've been exposed. But, but you, know. you know. Bad. Any publicity is good publicity, I guess. And at least the women's um, basketball team. We'll get um, we'll get better equipment, better resources going forward. Yeah, we hope so. Um, so another thing that was going on in these past two weeks was the Grammys. Um, yeah, the Grammys, which. I watched. Did you watch the Grammys? No. No. I watched. I just wanted to see the performances. Um, and no one topped, to me, no one topped Silk Sonic. Like, that performance was perfection. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. It was great. Um, also, Meg and Cardi. Though that was probably the most talked about performance. Um, I know Cardi has been on Twitter literally since was that last Sunday? Yeah, since last Sunday. Um, arguing with people over her uh, her Grammy performance. She takes the bait every single time. Every single time. All you gotta say is Cardi B and she will she will go after it. I don't understand. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it, but it's also, like, really annoying to see. You know, and I I understand. Because, like, every artist, especially in their their beginning stages, they used to go at people on social media. Rihanna did the same thing. Chris Brown did the same thing. Sierra, everybody, you know, and you know, you can clap back every now and again, but come on, girl, you right, you getting into fights with Candace Owens, who cares what Candace Owens thinks, nobody, that's why she gotta use your name in order for somebody to come look upon her, she have nobody looking her way, that's why she gotta come use your name, so somebody can give her some attention. And you giving her the attention. Girl, you made a whole song with your husband called Clout. Listen to that song every time you hear somebody talking your name. Right. But, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. The performances were cool. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched all the black people For perform. Sure. Um... Everybody else, I just had TV on mute. Wow. Um, yeah, I I hadn't I didn't want to hear Taylor Swift. You know, duly noted. <laughs> and I concur. I also. Yeah. I'm not gonna hear that. It was. I can't remember who else performed besides like. I know Dua Lipa performed, but I didn't watch it. I missed that one. Um, even though I like Dua Lipa. I like her music, but I was like, I kind of get what you were going to (laughs) do. Like, I don't have to see it. I know through your music how you would perform. Yeah, I I just missed it. I wasn't watching when she performed, but I probably would have muted it too. But still. She, um, she, she, she She won a couple big awards, right? Yeah, she won for best pop album I think Nostalgia Ultra no what is Frank Ocean's mixtape Nostalgia Ultra so what the hell is Dua Lipa's (laughs) let me I'm sure it wasn't Nostalgia Ultra no but I promise you something very close to it Future nostalgia. Ah. Okay. Very close. Um, but yeah. So, you know, shout out to Dua Lipa. Um, what else happened at the Grammys? Oh, Megan did a great job on her performance as well. I think she looked mm-hmm. very good, um, as she always does. Um, I like the whole, you know, it kind of felt like, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Um, the tap dancing with the set. The gold. You know, it was giving Josephine Baker. Shout out to her. Um, so yeah, I fucked with it. Um, and, you know, WAP was cool too. I have some more opinions, but I'm going to keep them to myself. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I'll tell you later, maybe, 
<laughs> but I'm not going to say it in public. <laughs> um, uh, okay. But yeah, because you know, Cardi B, she already got enough for me today. So <laughs> I'm not going to give her too much. Because again, I like her, I like what she has done. And what she will continue to do if she doesn't let social media ruin her. But I hope, but you know, social media is what brought her to where she is now. So it would kind of be full circle, but I hope it's, that is not the case. Yeah. Cause she going to say something one day that's going to get some shit taken away from her. I hope not, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if it I don't know if it'll be that she'll say something or if all these all the people, all the trolls will finally get to her and then she'll just be like fuck all this shit. Fuck fame. Fuck, fuck social media. And then she just like basically goes into hiding. Like uh, I'm not doing this shit anymore. That would kind of be a lame way to go out would be very lame um and I don't see that she's not a lame woman so I don't see that happening I just wish you know I just wish her the best that's all I'm gonna wish her (laughs) um and she's doing great so she don't need shit from me but you know I you know Keep doing your thing, girl. Don't let the haters get to you. You'll be okay. Do your little music. Make your music videos. We love those. You have a fucking vision, girl. Keep going. Like, you letting people bring you down. Like, keep going. We're waiting for you. We want you to succeed. Like, come on, girl. But whatever. Um. So, yeah. Silk Sonic was your favorite performance. Um... I only remember, yeah, I only watched Silk Sonic's performance, Megan, Cardi's, and I watched Lil Babies just to see what it was about, <laughs> um, which, you know, sure, man, <laughs> sure, if that's what you came up with, I'm, you know, it was all right, so like, I watched it, and my immediate reaction to it was just like, okay, like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then it was like, I'm scrolling on Twitter, I'm seeing a lot of people like, oh wow, that was so powerful. I'm like, was it? <laughs> Were we watching the same thing? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if it's because this little baby, like, if somebody else did something similar, would I have be like, wow, that was very profound? Or, like, I don't know. I feel like we've seen that Grammy's performance done by five different artists so far. Yeah. From the BET Awards to the NAACP Awards, MTV Movie Awards, Billboard Awards, whoever award they want to be on with their little song for justice. They got some cop shooting somebody on that stage. But, like, a few years ago, 
when Kendrick Lamar, he did uh, uh, his, I think that was at the Grammys, maybe like 2018. And you know I never watched it? Well, like, that one, that, it, that shit was lit. And everybody was like, oh, wow, like, that was a performance. Also, I think it's another piece to it, the fact that then performances were live in front of a crowd. So, like, seeing Kendrick Lamar perform that in front of all those white people with all the scared looks on their faces was pretty awesome. But, like, with everything being virtual now and, like, there not being, a, like, a live crowd there in front of... Even then, I don't think anybody would have been... Anybody would have been shocked or... Yeah, I don't know. It just... It just wasn't that, wasn't that amazing like some people were trying to make it seem. Like, yeah, you know, good for you, little baby. You made your little song. You made your money off that song. You got somebody. You got some people up in arms. Not necessary. Yeah, got some people up in arms. Um, rightfully so, rightfully so, um, and you know, I, it's very strange that he had Killer Mike, Killer Mike there, cause he's just a weird guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a weird guy. He double backs on everything he says. Like, I don't trust the single thing he says. And, you know, okay, I, I see you have Tamika Mallory there. She's the head of BLM, of course. Um, I don't know why she pleaded to President Biden. Um, President Biden don't make the laws. He only signed them into law. So, um, yeah. And then Kendrick Sampson from um, Insecure. He's always been a cornball to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I knew he's been, he was, like, a part of the whole social justice thing. And I fucked with it. But he kind of gave, he got kind of read corny to me. And it very, very much fits that he was in that performance. Um, yeah. As the man who got shot, none, nonetheless. So, yeah. um. I was, <laughs> I was looking in the background, like, is he still laying there? <laughs> the whole performance, huh? he hasn't moved. Really? He, he was committed to the role. <laughs> and then some man threw a Molotov cocktail and did the lamest fucking flip ever. <laughs> like, and there were, and like, when they said flip, I'm watching the fucking clip. And when they said flip, I'm expecting to see a back flip. A front flip, a side flip, maybe even a cartwheel. Not no just jump up and down with a little twirl. That's not a flip. (laughs) I can spin and jump at the same damn time and cock up my leg. (laughs) Um, So sure, you know, Molotov cocktail. I don't know what that does. For the overall picture, but you know, sure, little baby, you did what you wanted to do. You really had a vision, and I'm sure it came to fruition. It was a cute little thing. Didn't do anything for me, but you know, 
I'm surprised that nobody said anything about Lil Baby's performance, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, they had so much heat for WAP. I mean... But, like, like the way that they had heat for Beyonce with Formation at the Super Bowl. Did they have heat for, um, for Kendrick? I'm sure somebody did. I didn't really hear much of it, but I'm sure it was there. Just like I'm sure if you look hard enough, there's probably some heat to Lil Baby. True. But, yeah, I don't think many people cared. True. I think it got overshadowed probably by Samira Rice and Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Um, and their statement about it. Which, you know, got all the BLM people up in arms. Like, how the fuck did Sean King even get on a BLM fucking platform? Like, a serious BLM platform. Like, the BLM platform. How did how did he... How did he Rachel Dole's all his way up there? Who knows? I don't know. But did, I mean, everything pretty much seemed to start from... Uh, what Mike Brown and that um, and that tragedy, but I feel like Ferguson is like where um, Sean King, uh, Deray, mm. what's his name, McKesson, mm. like all of them like came to to fame from then from that. So like I don't I don't know why it was like like why Sean King of all people, but yeah, it just baffles me because you know he considers himself biracial, but he only considers himself biracial because his mom was promiscuous. And she loves so, black men. So he doesn't really know who his dad is? Doesn't know who his dad is. His mom doesn't know who his dad is. And just assuming that his dad And he's black. just assuming that his dad is black because his mom fucked a lot of black guys. Wow. That's... This is a white man. He's white as can be. Um, maybe, maybe at most Puerto Rican, but, (laughs) but really that's a stretch, you know, but you know, if he is cool and if he isn't cool, if he's white and he just wants to go up for the, the black lives matter cause you could do that. You don't have to assume blackness in order to do that. You're welcome in this space, regardless. But then he also teefing off people money. Samira Rice haven't seen a single dime from all the money that they raise for her son. And and not for her son, but for the organization that she built for her son. That is tech, that is like, it's like a community outreach, especially for young boys Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. So to give them a space to, you know, come and convene. Um, and they raised Black Lives Matter 
raise money for that. Sean King raised money for that. She said she hasn't seen a dollar. $60,000. But you know, that's not... The same. Huh? You're saying the same thing about uh, ben, Benjamin Crump? Yeah. The I, uh, lawyer? Yeah, um... Benjamin Crump was the lawyer that was working on their case. Yeah. Yeah. And she ended up firing him. But... And he was the one who corroborated Sean King's story that he paid the money. And he loved posting that. But you know what? It's whatever. Pay them people their money. They lost enough. They don't need people coming into their city. Further disrupting their city. All in the name of the pseudo-justice that they're going after. Because if you think that you're going to get the justice that you're looking for in terms of whatever you're looking for within this these causes, if you think really that voting is the answer, I'm sorry, you need to sit it down and stop giving out ideas because that is it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Every two to four years, every two years is when you vote and you expect any change to come out of that. When you, there's no term limit on the fucking senators, the Congress people, so they can continue to vote however the fuck they want to vote till they fucking croak out of that seat or they get voted out. You know, I could get on my soapbox. You know, I like standing there and speaking. But, you know, I'm going to move on. I don't know what we were talking about. Grammys. Um, Beyonce made history, or as she would say, her story, as the the singer with the most Grammy Awards, 28. Um, she's not the, she doesn't have the most overall, but she's the sing, the singer the most. Um, and so she got to for Savage, which Megan also got to for that. Um, and she got one for Black Parade. Um, Megan got her other one for, um, Best New Artist. So they both walked home with three Grammys. Ain't that cute? You know, Megan mm-hmm. loved her some Beyonce. Um, I mean, who yeah. does it? But uh, all, all of Megan's like all of Megan's reactions were like, it's like so pure, you know. Like when she was, uh, um, she won for Savage, and then her and Beyonce were up on the stage. She was legit looking at Beyonce like, I can't believe I'm on stage with Beyonce mm-hmm. winning the Grammy. Like, mm-hmm. That was that's cool. Very happy for Meg. Um, Thundercat won for It Is What It Is for Best um, Progressive R&B Album. Whatever that means. Um, it's like alternative R&B. 
Because you have, like, the R&B of, like, the 70s and the 80s. And there's people who still make music like that, authentically. Um, and then you have people now who have the essence, maybe, of that. So, like, let's say, like, Silk Sonic, they're probably going to go up for Best R&B Album. But versus Best Progressive. Wasn't Chloe and, and Haley, weren't they up for Best pro, uh, Progressive R&B Album as well? Mm-hmm. Which was, like... I mean, I just would think they would have been up for best R&B album. Now, you want to see what the R&B... And I felt like it was very... And also, best R&B album. There were... I don't think there were any women nominated for that. It was all... It was John Legend, Luke James, Aunt Clemens, and then some guy I never heard of. Best... And John Legend ended up winning. For album of the year... Oh, best R&B album. Yeah. Best R&B album. Aunt Clemens, Giveon, Luke James. Giveon, that's, yeah. Giveon, and then somebody else I've never heard of. Gregory Porter. Yeah. And then John Legend, and we already know how I feel about John Legend, so I don't think he deserves that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Like, again, I, oh, what was that, yesterday? Yesterday I was listening to College Dropout. Great album. John Legend is all over the album. And so, again, my, my respect for John Legend runs very deep. But in 2021, John Legend won the Grammy over Giveon. Yeah, no, that, that's not how that shit works. Um... Or even Luke James. Luke James' album is actually pretty good. And then Aunt Clemens. Aunt Clemens is... I like Aunt Clemens, but there was no way in hell he was going to win that. Um, but him being nominated was like, really? I mean, I like his album, but really? That's kind of how I felt about it. Like, okay, good for him. If you could have swapped um, somebody yeah. out, who would you swap? Whoever that dude was that I didn't know, he could leave. He could replace them with Chloe and Haley. Or Hallie. Um, and let me see, what other? Oh, and Tiana Taylor. Could have threw her in there as well. Um, first of all, there's no way that there shouldn't have been any woman, any women nominated for Best R&B Album. Like, that's ridiculous because... Women, women have been carrying R and B for a minute. Mm-hmm. I feel like recently it's been a resurg a resurgence of like male R and B artists. But it was dry for a long time. All y'all had yeah, was but, Trey Songs and fucking Chris Brown for a while. Right. I'm like, who really? Well, those are the only people that was really getting any attention and making noise for real. But you know. Your Frank Oceans was always there. Your Miguel, he was always there. Frank Ocean did not come out when fucking Trey Songs and Chris Brown were at their peak. At their peak. All right, so maybe it was a couple years later. Well, I mean, maybe not Trey Songs. Trey Songs' peak was very, was 
short lived. And Chris Chris Brown. Chris Brown was like, uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Fucking zigzag, fucking Tetris nigga. Like, but, okay, so, but Frank Ocean is what they would, no, because he won the album for best contemporary pop, contemporary R&B. But they changed contemporary R&B to progressive R&B. So, basically, that's the same thing. Um, and so, contemporary R&B, he won that album. He won that Grammy for Channel Orange. So, he's not technically a R&B. Like, he wouldn't get that traditional R&B album. I, I mean, I don't know. The way they categorize these, these are all mixed up and crazy anyway. Just like I think, um, Blonde, Blonde at one point was listed as a pop album. It's like, what? I don't know. Um, and then like, Tyler Creator broke it down, like about categories he feels like there shouldn't be any because they don't know what category to put him in because he won best rap album. And he's like, Igor's not a rap album. Mm. You know? That's very true. That's far from... But because they consider Tyler, the Creator, a rapper. But Tyler, the Creator, hasn't necessarily... How do I describe it? Like, of course he raps. But his main talent is production. Just like, obviously, Kanye West. His main talent is production, but he raps. That's why on all of his albums, he is not the lead rapper. On I mean he's the lead rapper but he his production he all he has a bunch of um of features and his production usually does a lot of instrumentals and things like that. But Tyler can fucking spit when it comes time. Don't get him wrong. Yeah, um I just feel like like I feel like Tyler Creator is a he's a rapper, just Igor wasn't a rap album. Yo, he, I wouldn't he's even a consider Flowerboy. Or uh, Flowerboy's a rap album. I would consider Flowerboy like there's a genre in between hip hop and R and B that like coasts it, if that makes sense. Like I would put Drake in that. No, because Drake makes his hip hop songs and he makes his R and B songs. Um, but Tyler's music is like a fusion. But it also has rock, like Death Camp. That was a rock album, but it was also a hip hop album. Just like fucking um, what was it that Lil Wayne did? The Rebirth. Yeah. And um, that was a rock. Pick the world up and I'm gonna drop it on your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So he did his little crossover. So did Jay Z with Numb. And do you want to encore? Do you want more? Um, yeah, so genres, like, the categorization of music is, like, it's necessary, but it's also, like, just like with gen, like, categories don't fit everything. They're just, like, a baseline. And when you have these baselines, there can be, middle grounds of these baselines like you can have 
rap and classical. I've never heard it, heard it, but I would like to. Um, you have rap and funk or rap and that's what G funk is. That's what Snoop Dogg did. Um, and you can have all these different things. Like it's not just one thing. And I don't know how you categorize it outside of that. I don't know. How do you categorize the, the mixes? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how you can really do that, especially not in a... I mean, there's a way to do it. It's just you would never expect the Grammys to do it. Like, they're never going to do it. Um, but a lot of the people that won, like John Legend winning that, that Grammy was... It made sense for the Grammys because, like, they're typically very out of touch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with that, they just went with a familiar name. Like, John Legend? Oh, he's won plenty of Grammys before. Yeah, we're used to giving him stuff. John Legend. John Legend is an EGOT. Right. Very few people have that fucking title. And not, you know, that I respect John Legend for that. Because that's a, that's a hard title to come by. Yeah. Even though you I know, don't really know how he got it. But that's a hard. Because he's good. <laughs> he's, he's fucking talented. That's why. Sure, somebody thinks so. Um. His, his songs win awards, no matter what type. Oh, you made it. You made this song for a movie. It gets an Oscar. Selma. You made this song for a play. It gets a Tony. You 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 made this song for for a TV show. It gets an Emmy. Like, come on. You know, sure. I again. I don't get it. Like, I I can't look at John Legend and be like, wow. I can't listen to a John Legend song and be like, wow, this is so moving. Or, wow, this really gets me, gets me going. Like, wow. I don't feel a spark. Like, it's very dull. It's very, like, flaccid. That's how I would describe him. As a flaccid man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? Why? No, John Legend. It it makes he he's just a flaccid man. There's just like no spark there. <laughs> um, you know, but I respect the hustle. I respect that he got all these people convinced. Convinced I mean, enough to EGOT. Because, you know, Wicked, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg is also an EGOT specialist, but... She can't... She... And she did... Like, she got her... Her... Her, her Grammy because it was a comedy album. Yeah. Just like uh, Tiffany Hatch's comedy. Yeah. I don't understand how that qualifies. But you know that's not me. I don't. I don't run the Grammys. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how it works with comedians. You know, they put out specials, and it comes in an album album form, and yeah. How does that it, work? It Have you ever listened to one? It for a Grammy. I did. <laughs> I listened to. I've seen his special and also listened to it. I don't know why. I think I was on a. I was on a a, a Donald Glover binge. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to his music, and then I was like, "Hey, oh, his comedy weirdo album's on here." 
Yeah, and I listened to that, and I was like, man, he's a very different person now. <laughs> like, he's a very different, he had a total rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. so interesting to see. Like, I've been, wa- like, I always say this because I, I, I love Donald Glover. Like, I even loved him when he was a dork because I was also a dork. Um, and it like to see him like, cause around because the internet is when he really changed from being the fucking cornball. Like he, everybody like he felt like everybody hated him because he was corny, but it was like it was an era for corny niggas. Like Mac Miller was in his corny bag, fucking. Macklemore was out like it was a corny nigga time I mean I just named two white men but uh, <laughs> it was just time for corny ass raps Action Bronson was making corny fucking shit like Asher Ross again more white people. white people you <laughs> uh, white people and then you just got Donald Glover you know <laughs> you know what I feel like I feel like he wasn't in his corny bag. He was in his white bag. He was in like, his white bag. He was in his white the bag. The nigga went to fucking NYU. Are there a lot of niggas there? I doubt it. Especially not in the fucking Titch School of Arts. So, um, but you know what? I don't know that. I've never been to NYU. I don't know what their fucking culture is like. So I can't say that. But he worked on 30 Rock. Which is another very white show. Um, Community, Community, another white show. I couldn't even Funny. get me into it. I couldn't get into no. it. The first, those first few seasons are hilarious to me. Very funny. But yeah. And, you know. But I love these little corny raps. I thought they were cute. And they were endearing. And he could rap. Like, he yeah. had a nice little flow. He had a nice little metaphors and shit. I was, I was digging it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know what how I got on that tangent. And I don't even know where I was going. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, around because of the internet, that's when he really became black. He had no white people on his album. He had Chance. Azalea Banks. Which was a very strange pairing. But that fucking song goes. Janae Aiko, I know he was in love with Janae at some point. Who wouldn't? It's Janae. Um, I said Chance. Yeah, but whatever. And then he kind of... Because like, that's when... He, like, I remember watching it on like The Breakfast Club. Because um, Charlemagne... Like, he was a very... Like, John, Donald Glover is a very eccentric man. He doesn't really follow the normal rules that people think that you should subscribe to. Um, <laughs> whatever that fucking means. But, um, like, Charlamagne used to call him out on shit all the time. And, like, he kind of felt like he had to, like, bo- boast up on Charlamagne, whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, around that time, that's when he was like, oh, I would never date a black I would never date someone outside my race because they wouldn't know how it feels to be a black person. And then he ended up being with a white woman, whatever the case may be. Um, 
But yeah, now he's doing Atlanta. And it's a very, like... Because he's from Atlanta. He's... Yeah. So, it's an interesting case study. Because you wouldn't have known that he was from Atlanta if you watched fucking Community. If you watched Weirdo. Um... But yeah. I don't know why I started ranting. But, you know. It's a podcast. I think that's part of it. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of what podcasts are for. I don't know. Y'all tell me. You know. I'm pretty sure it's what it's for. Thank you guys for listening to us rant. (laughs) Um, yeah. And that was still about the Grammys. Um, so yeah. (laughs) Um... Kate Trinata oh, won. Um, oh, yeah. Kate Trinata won. Um, for. Will you win? Best, best, best dance album. Best or dance like album that. and best dance performance with Kali Uchis 10%. Yeah. Which, you know. I feel like he could have won from Free Fall. Honestly, could have went from any song. From any song on that album, except for the Pharrell one. But... I like that one. Sure. You like John Legend, so I'm sure you do. (laughs) Like... Listen, man. You're not going to shame me for liking John Legend. There's a lot of people out there that if if you were listening to music, like, if you listened to Kanye in 2004... You like John Legend. You like John Legend. There's no way you don't. I was not listening to Kanye in 2004, so thankful for so that because thank college dropout is like Kanye's. I've listened to it. I've listened to it ne- like in recent years, but I wasn't listening to it in 2004. I was eight, well, and my mom eight. listened to Neo Soul. You probably would have loved Kanye. She likes Kanye now. Yeah. I mean, she. I don't know if she likes him now. Now, now that he's a Christian man, and um. I mean, all his stuff, like that whole album, is just a bunch of soul samples. Sure, and you know I fuck with a choir. I love choirs. Like I love hearing different, like the layers of melodies, like. I love choirs. So I fuck with like I fuck with gospel in a sense because I love the musicality of it. Um, you know, I strip it of its lyrics, but the musicality of it is very beautiful. Um Yeah, so shout out to Kirk Franklin and you know, him cussing out his son over I don't know what. <laughs> um <laughs> I will break your fucking neck, knuckle. That's what he said. Yeah. It's killed that that's like of course that's how he says nigga. Like of course he says knuckle. Like he's fucking makes perfect sense. He's wise. Right. He's that kind of fucking sound like um slip Pipney's slip back, if you really think about it. Or no, Mr. Stinkmeaner. Yeah. My mates. <laughs> From Friday. No, from Boondocks. Who's the dude from Friday? Mr. No, Stinkmeaner? Oh, from Friday. 
My man's. The uncle? <laughs> What's the nigga's name, dog? What is his name? His real name. John Witherspoon? No, 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 no. Oh, I can't remember his real name. You know the dude, alright. So, you never seen like this clip on social media or whatever. And it's, um, it's Ice Cube. He's getting held up. And it's the guy has a gun to his head. He had like a Jerry Curl. And he's like, say, say, say it again, Knuckle. Say it again. Oh, yes. Um, fucking Pinky. Yes, there we go. Pinky. What is his real name? I know his face. He be, Right. He be, and I'm thinking about it because it's this guy. Like He always plays like the shittiest people in movies. And then this guy saw him in the store. He's like, hey, hey, it's my man from the movie that raped that little girl. He's like, hey, man, pick it up. <laughs> Also gotta get paid. Gotta get paid. Yeah. Everybody gotta eat. I'm mean, glad I can't think of his name right now. I Clifton Pile. Hmm. Clifton Pile. Shout out to Clifton Pile, man. Iconic roles. Mm-hmm. And he a Pisces, so shout out to him for real. Damn. I'm looking at his his um filmography on Wikipedia. This shit is extensive. Almost like yeah. 40 fucking films. Yes. That nigga stay working. He stay with a job. That is a good man right there. He be taking care of his family. I love that. And he been on television. There's a good 20 film, uh, TV shows. And just episodes. I love that. Good for him. Stay with a job. Oh, show. Um, so what the hell else? Is there who who who? All right, what's what's happening in South Beach? What's going on? Child, I wish I could say like South Beach been on some shite. Like, and it's not us. Obviously, it's not the people who actually live in Florida, in South Florida. We wouldn't destroy our beaches like that, and we wouldn't fucking fuck with the police. We live right here. We why um it's obviously all these fucking tourists who saw spirit was flying people down for 55 bucks and you have to pay for your carry-on and you get to be in miami on south beach which again i keep trying to tell y'all miami's not that great like all you could do is go to the beach that's really all you could do. Or go out to bars. There's no, like, real scenery. Um, 
And so, yeah, like, even when, okay, so, like, my birthday was, obviously, was March 11th, and so I celebrated it that weekend, um, and so we had went down, and it was already packed that weekend, we had went down there, um, I went down there for an art show that was on South Beach, which I probably should have fucking chosen another art place, because I already knew South Beach was gonna be a problem, I hate going down there, like, that's not my area, I stay in Fort Lauderdale, but, um, and there was, like, a whole fucking situation that happened, like, it was so, like, intense and traumatic, and, like, and that was before we even got to the fucking show, and then, um, the show happened, and, you know, it was, like, it was, it was anticlimactic, but there were so many people on the fucking street, like, walking about everywhere, and, like, even this year, like, I feel like I've never seen this many people on South Beach at one time. In all the years of like s spring breaks, I haven't seen this many people. And I'm not sure if it's just because like, you know, Ubers are come are like having a hard time getting in and out of the fucking cuz it's an island, it's a small island. So if they're having a hard time getting on and off the island, whatever the case may be, or these people just don't want to go home or go wherever they're supposed to go. But I don't know. And like, I was trying to get an Airbnb in South Beach. And it's a good thing I didn't because they were, they were wilding. And then this, I mean, this week it got, it got even worse. You saw thousands of people on the streets. Again, South Beach is a little island with like four, there's like four streets, like long ways. It's not a big space. So if you're telling me thousands of people are standing on this place and crowding up the streets, no one can go in or out. And then like the, um... The police, of course, they they feel like they have to do something about it, but they're not doing enough. Like, they're bringing in people, they're bringing in police officers from neighboring areas. Like, they're bringing them in from North Miami Beach, from fucking Aventura, from Coral Gables. Like, they're bringing them all into South Beach to help control it. Like, they're, they've arrested, like, I want to say, like, 100 people this past weekend. Like, and when I went down there, they had a sign that said, loud music is an arrestable offense. Wow. Loud music. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't bump my fucking music loudly. Y'all annoying. Um, but yeah, so they had an 8 p.m. curfew. Um, but nobody was abiding by the curfew. People were still in the streets. Um, they didn't want to go home, but it's like, what is there to do in the streets when you bumping elbows, bumping booties all down fucking Collins Avenue? And what is there to do, like, really, at 8 p.m.? Um, so, yeah, that was it. And I guess, like, so South Beach is, like, usually people, like, spread out across Florida, during spring break, like there's different destinations they usually go to. Um, but you know, South Beach is open, and Ron DeSantis said, You know, come on, guys, 
Um, I can't get my vaccine yet, but he want to bring everybody and their fucking mom from who's it, what's it not of America to come to South Beach. Fucking causing, like, who knows how the fucking COVID will spike now. And you know they're not really tracking that anymore. They're only tracking the fucking vaccine distribution. They want to tell you how bad it is. Um, And so the people who work on South Beach going out, living, going back out into their town, spreading it to their family. And then the people there who leave from Florida and go back out to their place. You're telling me thousands of people and no one got COVID? How are you going to open up this state when people are still dying from this disease, this virus and not everybody has this fucking vaccine? You gave all these people in Key Largo, these old ass, rich ass people because they paid you the vaccine first. Meanwhile, people out here don't have the vaccine. And, you know, we all know that the vaccine is only just to mitigate the symptoms. You can still catch it. You can still carry it. Whatever the fuck. But still. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Y'all need to take y'all asses home. Go away. We don't need you here. And it was cold this weekend. That's the thing. It was like in the 60s this morning when I woke up. I mean... Depending on where all these people are coming from, I've, I've seen quite a few people from here um, down in South Beach right now. So, 60 Tell degree weather going. sounds amazing. They love it. Even though right now, like tomorrow's supposed to be 70, so that's supposed to be lit. But this weekend it was kind of cold, like 50s, 40s. You know, so 60s is an upgrade. Um. Yeah, like, I couldn't even fucking imagine that. Like, having to wear a sweater every day. Please. Take me out. Boom. Like, I don't want to have to do that. I, like, I I feel for you guys. I definitely feel for you guys. Like, the fact that you have to scrape snow off your car. Like, I feel for you. Not enough to really feel for you. Like, because you can always move. (laughs) But, like, I really, I really hate seeing it. Like, I'm like, wow, people will go through this. I saw a TikTok <laughs> where <laughs> she was stuck in her. Go <laughs> she was stuck in her work building for two days. She could not go home. And she left, obviously, because it was her, her day off. She was about to spend her day off in the fucking office. So she was driving five miles per hour to her house. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know where the hell that was. Um, but I, you know, I don't care. I don't care what the conditions are. I'm not staying at work no two days in a row. Hell no. Nah. I don't care what's going on. I got to be in my bed. What the fuck? I need to take off my bra. I need to be just at peace. <laughs> I can't be at peace at work. Um, I will slip and slide and swerve my way. You know, I, I will cr- gladly crash into a tree before I have to stay into at work. 
<laughs> for more than two days. Um, but yeah, you know, it's very sad that you guys go through that. Um, couldn't be me. Um, could not be me. I would definitely all try to always live somewhere where it's a, a warm climate because I cannot, I, I don't want to, I like waking up and going. I like wake up. Okay. Out the door. I mean, within like two hours. Cause I have to, t- you know, obviously it takes two hours have, to get ready. Having to get up and get into your car and wait for it to warm up definitely gives please giddy up bitch we late vibes. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like you sit in the car, it's like, oh, I'm late. It's like, gotta wait. But you can't just leave because your, your windshield's still frosted. Mm. Unless you feel like, you know, getting out and scraping the frost off your windshield, which if you're late enough, of course, you're gonna just go ahead and do it. All this is if you don't have auto start. Which mm. some people don't. Mm. I don't have auto start, which is ridiculous for my car to be a 2018 and not have auto start. What type of shit is that? But anyway. So, yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry that you and I know, like, above Tennessee... You guys deal with that. Um, yeah. Hope for the, for the rest. You know, climate change is changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't have to deal for it for much long. <laughs> but the way the government's been running this fucking shit, like, you guys will be swimming in January very soon. Hey. It was a couple years ago. Um, it was in February, and it was like seventy degree weather in early February. And I remember I was like wearing shorts that day, and it was that day that that time was definitely like that that Jay Z meme where he's just like suspiciously nodding his head. Yeah. It was like that, like, damn, global warming, crazy, but. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) But I'm wearing shorts right now, February. So, yeah, I kind of missed missed that. Because this this winter, we got no breaks. There were no random ass warm days. It was just cold every day. Mm. It's like, damn, where's global warming when you need it? Mm -hmm. Let me get a random 90 degree weather day in fucking January. 90 degrees, yuck. Ugh. Nah. Nah, my perfect is like 70. I like 70. Yeah. 70, 75. I like a good, like, 75. 80 at the max. Last summer, it got up to 100 degrees. With humidity. You know how thick that fucking air was? Like fucking Sunny D. You know, and you know what the crazy part is about living here? Like we get it, we get all of it. So we've had many of a um, hundred plus degree days. We've had, you know, negative twenty degree days. Like we get the whole range. Oh, you know what? As much as I hate Florida. 
like in terms of opportunity in terms of like climate it's the best place to be but you know um, I guess fuck us you know you get the climate you don't get the fucking good jobs I mean, I could go to L.A., but L.A., you got to deal with smog Ugh. and traffics ten times and as earthquakes. bad. Earthquakes. Fucking wildfires. Wildfires. Fucking mudslides. Sharks. Wait, you don't have to deal with sharks in Florida? I mean, we do, but, like, we don't have great white sharks, I don't think. We have, like, little sand sharks and, like, tiger sharks and shit like that. But, yeah, but, like, they usually don't come that close to, like, the shore. Um, only if there's a lot of fish by the shore, obviously. But, I mean, y'all got, y'all got gators and snakes and shit we do we do um gators like that's why i would never live west like i will always live on the east side closer to the closer to the beach like because west like there's an area called weston um and okay so we have like three interstates we have i-95 we have the turnpike which is like kind of like 15 minutes away from I-95 and runs it runs north and south up up and down the state and then you have I-75 you have I-75 and you also have Sawgrass Expressway um and I-75 like goes up and down like from Miami to like middle of Broward and then we have an intersection across Broward called 595. And 595 connects to I-75, and I-75 takes you west, like across the state. Um, so in Weston, it's the last city before I-75 takes you across the state. Um, so I-75, going across the state, that's Alligator Alley right there. That's what it's called. Um, it's dark. If you get caught on that shit at night, there's no fucking lights, anything to help you. If you get pulled over, you might as well as just die. Cause who knows? And like there are police out there, like they're fucking racist, obviously they're police, but, um, yeah. Okay. So what was I saying? There was a lady who got it eaten by alligator out there. Hurt her dog. Damn. And they say, you know, like they obviously keep like keep up warnings, like don't go too close to this water. There's alligators and things like that. But you know, one time I was doing kayaking when I was in seventh grade in Jonathan Dickinson State Park. I went on a field trip. And I saw an alligator in the same water that we were fucking kayaking through but that's a state park so obviously it's the natural ecosystem of me yeah but then yes we also have snakes 
I have never encountered a snake myself and I hope I never do because that will be the day that I completely die. I will, my heart will stop beating, my brain will stop functioning and I will go into rigor mortis like right away. I can't deal with that. But I've, Carlos, my roommate, he says that there's snakes all over the trees in, in the front yard. I haven't seen one. I hope I never do. Um, if you go out west, that's where you get more snakes. Um, the f closer you are to the beach, the less snakes there are. Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, yeah, we have to deal with gators. Not really. I don't live in an area where there's gators. You know, that's why I live. I live east. Not a lot of um, those type of things. We have iguanas. Iguanas are the pest of like the east. Um, but iguanas, they don't really do anything. Like they don't really like attack you. Obviously, they just you know they're just there. But they're like big sometimes. So like if you try to, you can't go after an iguana, and you don't want an iguana to go after you, cause that that fucking tail that them tails can grow mad long. And that shit hits you, slice off your ankle. <laughs> right, true. Like, do not mess with iguana. But you know there are people who eat iguanas. So, like, and, you know, um, because iguanas are invasive species and, like, they'll eat your crops and things like that, um, it's actually legal for you to kill iguanas. It's not legal for you to kill the wild ducks that shit on your lawn and on your driveway, but it's illegal, it's legal to kill the iguanas. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But. You want to shoot the ducks? The ducks, I just, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> you have to be here <laughs> when I'm here. You can't be, you can't be here when I'm not here. Like, why do we ever have to see each other? Why do we have to cross paths? I don't like that. And like, why are they here? They don't want to be in the pond or something. They don't want to be in the pond? I feel like you would. I would love the water if I was a duck, but um, yeah, iguanas—they're cool. I like to see when my my dogs chase them. Well, my um, roommate's dogs chase them into the pool. It's a sight to behold. Um, but yeah, what were we talking about? South Beach. Um. Okay. Do you have anything else? What do you want to talk about? Um. Fucking Bieber, I'm okay. Yeah, so Martin Luther King. Yeah, he put on his album Justice, and it starts with a, a Martin Luther King clip, and then at one point there's an MLK interlude, which is like takes a piece of his speech, one of his speeches, and people felt the way about Justin Bieber putting. MLK on his album um, felt very, very performative, very, just why, you know, why, I felt that way too, I was like, mm. 
what's, what's the purpose? It felt very cringy. But the funny thing is, is that Atlanta called all of this. Like, that shit is hilarious. Sure like, did. Tea, down to the, the album, album name. The album name. Like, hilarious. I, I, at this point, I wonder if Justin Bieber knew that. I was like, I'm going to name the album Justice. Like, he had to. Like, because that's ridiculous. Atlanta is a live action boondocks. In terms of social commentary. Um, so, of all the leaders, who told them that MLK was the one to choose? Well, MLK is the one that anybody would choose. Like, MLK is always the safe pick. If you're, if you're a white person and you want to seem like, oh, yeah, I'm down with the cause, guys, you're always going to go with MLK. Because... He had the he had the safer message the the you know you're my my, my white sisters and brothers we we're here one day our kids will play can play together you know there so if you're a white person you're gonna choose MLK to be like you know he he just wanted peace guys we just want we just want love and peace. Really would have threw me for a loop mm. if uh, if he had Malcolm X. That would have been crazy. Like, wait, hey, yo, what? The most disrespected woman, around? the most disrespectful person in the world is a black woman. He should have put that on his fucking title. Right there. Yes, I'm married to a white woman, but let's not forget. <laughs> Anyways, um... Okay, you remember when, um, you ever seen that clip where the guy, he's like, I guess it's house swap. Somebody from England had come to Barbados, um, (laughs) and he was staying at their house. And I guess he wanted to smoke cigarettes. And the house, obviously, is two Bayesian people. And the mom is like, you're not bringing cigarettes into my house. And so he's like, oh, well, you know, let's make a compromise and I'll finish the pack that I have. And after that, I won't buy any more. Um, and the mom was like, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, I'm not going to argue with this about you with this anymore. And he was like, do you remember in school? They ever taught you about that guy, the, 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 I have a dream guy. (laughs) And so the mom was like, Martin Luther King. And he was like, yeah, Martin Luther King. This is exactly like Martin Luther King. And so, (laughs) and obviously they cussed him out and told him that he's not bringing cigarettes into the house. And that was the end of the story. Um, I should, I will send that to you if I ever find it. Um, it's very funny. And you get to see more people like Rihanna. Because that's her home, Barbados. Um, yeah, so what, you say bullying works? Like, that's what yeah, you said. Yeah, that's, that's in reference to, uh, NCAA. Um, they bullied them into getting to treating the, the women fairly 
getting them adequate workout equipment, um, providing them with real meals and that shit. Um, so they were very happy. Um, the woman that first posted, you know, the, the shitty workout room and stuff, she then posted another video when they got their new workout equipment and area. And they're all very excited, very happy. So yes, good for them. But for me, it still felt like, like, why was this an issue in the first place? Like, I still really can't get over that. Um, but power of social media, you know? She posted that. Everybody saw it. Everybody talked shit about the NCAA and bullied them into doing the right thing. So bullying works. You know, it really does. Um, and I love bullying. When it's directed at the right time, the right people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to that. Yeah. What What is your What's your good news story? So I have two black girls doing great things for television, um, both on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, which were my two favorite channels growing up. Um, so you have Marseille Martin, um, as we all know from Blackish, from um, Little. She is Diane on the show Blackish. Um, she, her production company, is producing a show on the Disney Channel. Um, well, it got a pilot order, so we don't know if it's actually going to be a show yet. Um, but it's, the show is called Saturdays, and it's about a girl with sickle cell anemia who wants to do competitive roller skating. Um, so yeah, it would be a nice little show um, giving representation to people um, who like roller skating, who like black women or black children, who like you know who have disabilities, especially sickle cell. Because sickle cell does affect black people disproportionately than other races. Um, like one in twelve black people, like African Americans, um, carry the trait for sickle cell. So, yeah, um, it's gonna be starring Omar Gooding, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother um, from Baby Boy and Smart Guy, and Golden Brooks from Girlfriends. They're gonna be um, the girl who has sickle cell anemia's parents. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I hope that, you know, the pilot goes well so that it gets picked up by Disney. And, you know, Disney Channel makes Saturdays a show. Um, and so the next one is about Lele. I don't know if you've heard of it. You've probably seen her before. You know who Lele is. Okay, so Lele is like this, you know, she's a young girl, um, rapper, um, and she's worked with, you know, a few different people. She's got a Chevrolet endorsement, and she rapping for Chevrolet. I love it. Once I saw that, I was like, yes, girl, get your bag. Anyways, um, because that girl is a working machine. She's also from Houston, so, you know... I don't know what they got in the water in Houston, but they they growing some people. Um, so yeah, she actually 
Um, she has a show that's, you know, greenlit. It's in produ- going into production on Nickelodeon. It's called That Girl Lele. Um, and, you know, she's... It's basically about an, a girl who, you know, she's having... She's having, it's a girl named Sadie. She's having problems like fitting in with, in school. And so she downloads this app on her phone called That Girl Lele. And Lele is a, like a affirmations coach, um, an advice coach, like basically. Um, and it's an app that, you know, basically gives this girl confidence, Sadie. Um, and so Sadie, you know, she wishes upon a star and she wishes that Lele would come to life. And Lele does. So then Lele is now in the show. She's now Sadie's best friend, helping her go through school and life and things like that. So I, you know, I hope the girls are watching it. um, Because, you know, she needs, we need her to, you know, um, prosper. And she also has like a deal with Nickelodeon. So they're going to help her with, her production of music, like I'm sure she's gonna be doing the um the theme song. She'll probably be doing some extra songs for the show. Um, so yeah, shout out to her. She got a big bag on the way. Um, yeah. and it's 13 episodes, so if it is a hit, of course that she might get a second season. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out to. Uh, Miss Martin and to, to Lele. For sure. Um, yeah, so look out for those. Support those when they, yeah. when they drop. Hopefully, uh, Marcy Martin's, uh, her her show gets picked up. Because that would be, be dope. Very dope. Especially, I mean, you know, I'd love to see Marcy Martin doing her thing. She already got a production company. She got a movie under her belt. Like, that girl is working. I love that. Um, she made her dreams at a young age. But you know, her parents were also, you know, pushing her towards that. I wonder how, like, as a parent, you, you can tell. Like, can you tell that your child is talented? I think so. Just in like paying attention to what it is that your child gravitates towards, and then just pushing them, um, encouraging them along, and setting them up and becoming fully invested in what they're passionate about. And yeah, you know, if you nurture your child's talent, then things like this can happen. True that. Yeah. Alrighty, people. You know, any any parting words for for our listeners? You know, the tide is high, but I'm holding on. I'm gonna be your number one. Num. Okay. For one. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Blondie. That's a fucking jam right there. 
So I, I'm going to tell you the guys this story. I hope like nobody hears this like for real in my family. But I used to have this aunt. Like she was my grandma's cousin or something like that. I don't fucking know. But like my maternal grandma, so my she had like a disability, like a mental disability. Um, like where she would like, she would like tell lies. Like she would like, <laughs> I guess it was her reality, but like obviously we knew it wasn't true. Um, and I'm not going to tell you her name, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, she was a very weird woman. Um, and like my grandma took care of her. Like she had like a, a she converted the garage in her house to a little living facility from my aunt. Um, and so I remember we were, I was leaving my grandma's house one time and my aunt was sitting on the, the veranda and she was playing that song. Um, Tide is High by Blondie on like, you know, like the little cassette player. And you wa- <laughs> she walks by and she tells me, she was like, you know, I, I sang this song <laughs> and I'm like, did you, did you now? And I didn't know. I never heard that song before in my life until that, that moment. So I didn't know. Sure. Maybe she did sing this song. So I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Um, and my mom tell me, going to tell me in the car, she did not sing. She did not sing that song. <laughs> I was like, mom, way to ruin it. Like, leave the lady alone. But yeah, you know, shout out to her. What's your parting words? What are your, what are your summations? Um, you know, just... Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything. Um, but yeah, just, you know, he just did a TikTok dance to no music. (laughs) 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 Fucking renegade over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, um, all I gotta say, you know, listen to our Sips and Songs playlist, um, follow our socials, um, 20HFH on Twitter, 20HFHpod on Instagram. Yeah, follow, follow our socials. And, yeah, it's been another episode of 20 Hours From Home Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.